Asian Markets first live virtual panel discussion. Um, I miss being with all of you. I wish I was with you all in person, but I um, th think this is the best way that we can welcome you to our community. Um, I'm Jody McLean. I'm CEO of Edens and proud um, developer of Union Market and proud member of the community. Um, and so we're thrilled to have you here. We are, um, as I said, real estate developers, but we really believe that our business is much bigger than real estate. We're in the business of humanity and think that Union Market represents such a special place for our community. And I'm thrilled to bring you this panel discussion. And mostly I'm thrilled to bring back Brian Summers, our good friend to Union Market again, and to bring not only his art back, but the art of four other really prominent DMV photographers to Union Market. We put our heads together when we went into COVID. We couldn't think of the thought of not being with our community and being with you in person routinely. Um, and we immediately turned to Brian and said, what can we do to activate and to bring people back in a way that's, that only art can do? that art can inspire a social movement, it can inspire memories, mostly it can inspire emotional attachment. So with that, Brian, I would thank you first and for foremost for trusting us in 2016, I guess it was, with your We Love You project um, and giving us the faith to be the place to put that up and to share that with the community. And now I sincerely thank you for the introduction to Ashley Bing and James Anthony, who aren't with us tonight, but Jeremy Ives and Dio Kosoko. I, I hope I said that right, Dio. Um, I, I um, thank you for bringing us these wonderful artists, for sharing their work with us tonight, celebrating Melanin and black heritage is so much a part of how we want to have those conversations work at Union Market in both very casual ways in our everyday life and in really um, important ways like Claudia Watts is going to bring us tonight. So when we had to think about who could really help us orchestrate the conversation, who could introduce these artists, um, I asked several good friends of mine in the art world everybody came back to Claudia. So Claudia, I can't thank you enough for being here with us. Claudia is the managing editor, for those of you who don't know, of the Washington and former Bridge, but she's also in 2016 assumed the role of the strategic planning and partnership at the Smithsonian's Anacostia Community Museum. She's been really active in the arts world. I think she has this wonderful spiritual presence about her to help all of us understand through conversation, through art, what true success looks like as a singular community, how we respect, how we understand, and how we truly love one another. So from there, with gratitude for all of you joining us tonight for what you bring to our community, I'm going to turn the floor over to you, Claudia, um, and thank you all. Thank you so much, Jody. That was a wonderful introduction. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Claudia M. Watts, Managing Editor of The Bridge, as Jody said, and I'm streaming live today from OMDC. 
And so I'm just going to open things up with a few words from one of my favorite poets, Langston Hughes, that I think really kind of encompasses this installation. And um, right after that, you're going to see a short video, and then we're going to get started. So this poem is called My People. The night is beautiful, so the faces of my people. The stars are beautiful, so the eyes of my people. Beautiful also is the sun. Beautiful also are the souls of my people. And now video. All right, so that was awesome. Tonight, I am joined by some incredibly talented photographers. We're gonna start by saying hello to Brian Summers of the We Love You Project and the mastermind behind this amazing installation. We're also joined by Dio Kosoko and Jeremy Eyes. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, doing well, how are you? Really I'm great, yeah. I'm great. Awesome, awesome, okay, so. There are so many different avenues one can take with photography. You know, the spectrum ranges from you know commercial, things can be surfaced, and but they can also be emotionally evocative and even abstract. So could each of you kind of speak to why you chose the lane less traveled and seeking to celebrate melanin every day for your subject matter and how that has impacted your career? Well, I can I can take a step back after I, I I say this one, but uh, basically, I guess the 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 nutshell is, um, you know, I've been shooting since high school, so I've found myself in 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 the space where you know I'm capturing shots of my people and people around me and my and my own community and you know people who look like me and share the same interests. Um, and then you know after a while, I've realized, okay, you now I wanted to carve out a portfolio that would get me like the jobs on like Vogue and whatnot, you know, and I wanted to diversify my own portfolio, but then I started to realize it needed to be the other way around. Um, so once I realized that, you know, there was a need to tell the stories from my community, from my perspective, you know, just like so many other photographers like Dio and Jeremy and James and Ashley are doing, um, you know, that when I, when I realized that, when I realized like the space that I was in, I really just embraced it and felt like this is what it needs to be championed. And if I'm a part of that, then, you know, so, so be it. Um, that's a beautiful response, Brian. Um, I guess, 
<laughs> you know, I can, I can relate to Brian's response because I too started shooting in high school or excuse me, photographing images in high school. And yes. <laughs> you know, a, lot of, a lot of what we do isn't um, a reflection of some things on purpose sometimes. It's just a result of the environment that you're brought up in. I mean, we were lucky enough to go to a very diverse um, high school in uh, Prince George's County, Maryland. And, you know, starting, you know, to take photos at that time, I just saw myself as a historian because um, that's what introduced wow. me to photography, um, the ability to just capture memories and moments. And, you know, in the beginning it was, yes, let's capture this part of history. But essentially you start realizing these are images and stories that aren't really seen. So, you know, as you come to that realization, you try to emphasize, you know, the ability to tell the stories of people who aren't as seen and, and try to bring those stories to light. To, to, to build on that. You, Jeremy? Yeah, what about me? Can you hear me all right? I guess that's the first question I would ask. Yep. <laughs> you sound great. Um, yeah, I think that it, it just comes down to being able to tell the story of your community and, and, and being able to have a lens on your community that's from your culture, right? Um, so, you know, whether it's my kids or it's my friends or it's a client, um, just really being able to show people in their best light and, and, and take a look at what's going on in my community and and you know, the same way as the two other guys said, just how, how we how we craft that story, how we tell that story. So in doing that, have you experienced or has it been, become more difficult for you or been more difficult for you to get, you know, those, like you talked about Vogue, Brian, those types of jobs or, or do they become less important? I, I think those, the, the jobs, excuse me, set, set up the first part again. Just that, so, you know, you all talked about how important it was to show your communities and those untold stories. And so has that impacted you, you know, professionally? Uh, yeah, for me, it definitely uh, impacted. I mean, um, you know, so you mentioned the We Love You Project earlier was the first time I had a chance to actually work with Union Market and showcase uh, images. Um, that project right there was one um, born out of frustration, you know, and trying to figure out what I, as a, you know, visual artists can do, um, you know, to add to the, to the, to the movement and to, the, you know, to add to the strategy that we've been doing for years. But to answer your question, doing that, you know, uh, allowed, I guess, other people to see the, um, like the, the work. And since that project was individually, it was a massive project taking on to, to, to photograph 1000 people as 1000 in, in individuals, um, that, you know, possibly have ties to something else. So that right there, I always say photography is, the the work in networking like you kind of do it you know when you're out and about especially if you're kept, like photographing people um so yeah be, being able to photograph people you know for that social justice event got me other opportunities that dio and i actually had a chance to photograph at um the white house you know back when we had wow. Barack Obama in office um, for the last my brother's keeper event so that came directly from exposure um from the Love project um so yeah it's it definitely pushed us in that direction. To piggyback off of that, I think one thing in the photography world that's really, you know, interesting and innovative is that one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing leads to another. Um, I think as you as you complete, as you do, that then gets you towards the next thing. And you know, um, I, you know, I can I can piggyback off of Brian's "We Love You" project because I was there with him as he created that. And, you know, one day, you know, Brian said to me, Dio, I, I don't, I'm not 
my my pit place isn't going out and marching you know my place is going out and creating to to emphasize the story of things going on he's he called it a digital march or digital protest at the time yeah and, i don't want to quote you brian i'm out here quoting you but which is kind of cool <laughs> but you know just you know creating as we create um with purpose which is always the intent you know when you finally found your voice or your eye creating with intent um things tend to fall into place with what you create and it's just the continuation of it yeah so so i guess to, to build on that i guess what i would look at is just you know create creating from the heart right and and i'll i'll take this this moment to big up dio like the the melanin project that dio put together last year i think is like one of the coolest things that I've seen, right? And and then to see that go from fruition in, in the studio, conceptualizing what he was gonna do with it, to watching him shoot it, to watching him put that through a gallery, you know, made me take a step back and say, hey, look, I can I can shoot cool pictures, but can I actually tell a story with my images, right? So I think that, you know, half of it is the inspiration that you find in yourself, but then the other half of it is the inspiration that you find in your community and how you can turn around and and um, and market that market those projects i love I can, that i love that yes i can actually even speak to some um, experiences that i've had with james off of uh, uh events that dio and i actually so backstory dio dio myself and james went to high school together so that's our tie oh to wow okay yeah uh who knew like i i honestly didn't know like until facebook that we all had an interest in photography um going coming back to high school but it, it, anyway James um, had, had an opportunity to um, take his James Shoots and Draws style um, that he actually used in Dial's image um, of the Kosoko boys on the wall. He mm -hmm. uh, utilized that James Shoots and Draw style and um, has gotten a lot of notoriety and was able to utilize that at the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Um, he brought us on to be you know, second shooters for the event, but they had him create like a step and repeat of um, you know notable um, black people in history, you know I can't think of everybody's name because it was a lot <laughs> um, that he actually had had, had, to, had to draw, you know the, like you know the, the likes of Mary McLeod Bethune and Martin Luther King and whatnot. Um, and then I know uh, Ashley, uh, you know like I said before off, offline, she like she's someone that I uh, have, have admired her work because of the connection she has to families. Um, she once told me that she's a, a, a milestone photographer. So whether that's birthdays, um, you know, graduations, weddings, different things in life, you know, even like the actual day of your birth, so maternity, you know, so the way that she captures that and took care to that, um, it caught my eye. But I know, you know, all of this social justice and all, all, all of this work, um, like I said, when you have an intent, it comes back and it allows you to do bigger and more impactful things. So, and I know she's done. Uh, and been recognized for uh, for that part of her work as well. I mean, I think that that's great. You know, you know, sticking to your purpose and kind of walking in that, and you'll find you know the success and the opportunities that you need. Mm -hmm. um, and so, in terms of technique, you kind of led into this a little bit. But uh, when we walked around uh, during the, the walkthrough, you know, we talked about everyone's kind of different styles, and you all take a very different approach. You know, dial. You're very vibrant colors you can feel the afrocentricity there uh jeremy your use of white and the black and the white and the tone is just masterful you know um 
Brian, you, you, your work speaks to identity, you know, and I feel like you're always telling a story. Uh, we talked about Ashley and her focus on family and portraiture and how beautiful that is. And, and James is like a bold wild card, you know, um, got an air of movement and kind of whimsy in his work. And so each of these really demonstrates the multifacetedness of black culture. And so how have you developed these styles over time and like what drew you to them initially? Uh, oh, Dye, you want to take it first? Yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, when you come to when you're talking about style, right? It's a really the first word that comes to my mind is process. Um, I'm sure a lot. I'm sure each of us in this group, as well as individuals like James and Ashley, each shot differently um, over time, from time to time, and not just from the eye perspective but from the editing perspective of what we want to give out and portray, um, it's definitely a journey. And I think it's a continuous journey because in the art world, you know, one of the greatest things that you can have is the ability for someone to see your work and know, okay, yeah, Dio did that. That's the art hype. Like somebody will hit me and say, yo, I thought I saw it. I knew that was yours. Oh, Jeremy, I knew that was Jeremy's thing. Oh, Brian, that mm -hmm. looked like yours. That's something that's very special because, you know, one of the greatest things that I had to overcome growing up was removing um, watermarks from my photos. Um, early on in the game, I used to put watermarks right on my photos, boom, 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 because I had this mentality that, you know, this image, once I put it out there, someone's gonna take it, someone's gonna copy my style, someone's gonna do all these different things. In the reality of it, none of that matters because, and, and, you know, I think that's why we're able to have a sense of a community when it comes to creative, um, being these creatives that we are, because we all each understand that each of our works are our own. There's no competition. There's no, there's no, oh, he's better. There's no better than, it's all subjective. And in the end, you're creating what works for you and your art is yours. So, you know, over years, I, I've, I've come to finally found, find my place. I can trace back my, as you called it, Claudia, which I appreciate because Brian and I talk about this all the time. What do people see when they see our work? So I love when people tell me what they see in my work. And you mentioned the vibrant energy, you know, these different things. I think it's also um, a reflection of who I am and my personality. Um, I'm a first generation, sure. you know what I mean? <laughs> I come from mm -hmm. a culture of bright colors, Ankara, different material. Um, you go to Nigeria, it is melanin all over the place. You know what I mean? It's scenes and those type of things have obviously rubbed off on me. And, you know, I, I come to a place where I see um, life and movement through uh, pictures and, you know, I just move with energy. So it's it's great that, you know, you identified that and I agree with it as well. So I appreciate you, Claudia. Thanks, Brian, for the oop. Oh. Hey. <laughs> and then, good, luck, good luck, guys. <laughs> All right. Tough one to follow. <laughs> so so to, I, I guess what I would say to build on that is like Dad talks about community, right? And And I think... You know, Dio and I sat down with uh, with somebody that's in our community, uh, an older entrepreneur, older business owner, and, and and one of the things that he said to us was, "It's our it's his responsibility to make sure that younger people in his community beat expectations and excel, not survive, but like ju just truly excel." And I think when Dio talks about community, for me, what I take in is like there aren't secrets, right? And whether it's Brian or it's Dio or it's James, like. We can pick up the phone, we can call each other, we can say, hey, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. 
and there's no secrets in our community, right? So it's like, how, how do we help each other excel? How do we excel? How do we help each other, you know, get better uh, and just really hone in the craft of photography or, or telling that story? Uh, and whether that's from tricks or working on projects together, like I just, I think that that's something that's really unique to, to the way that I've seen everybody work together is just how much of a team mentality there is um, and how ego, ego less that whole process uh, it, it is moving forward, I guess. Well, I mean, Brian just raved about how amazing you were technically on the walkthrough, you know? So I think that's pretty awesome that you got that from like a sense of community and people sharing things with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, you know, just like Dial said, over time, you know, you know, you start to develop your personal interests or whatnot. Um, I've been, you know, I've been shooting for 20 years now, you know? So, you know, it's just counting like the, Probably ten of those years are just trash years because I'm in like high school and college. You know, they weren't trash. They're not trash. <laughs> right? They're, no, they're, they're not trash. Of, it's part of the journey, Brian. Part of the journey. I always, say, I, I always say that you you should be better tomorrow than you are today. So you know, you know, essentially, you know, something you shot last year, depending on how I guess fire it was then, you know, it shouldn't be holding up to what you got, what you have right now. But all that to say, I kind of gone through phases of just you know wanting to be just an artist. Um, and, you know, just coming up with stuff that might just be, you know, I think it's a good shot, but I can't really explain it. It has no attachment to it. And then just going through that, just, you know, studying design and being in, like involved in, in the school papers and different on, on different levels and even working in that in that field. I think I've naturally developed like a journalistic role and through that has come the integrity and whatnot. And I know you mentioned identity earlier. I never like actually thought about that, but that's. I, I think I'm around with that because because <laughs> just focus on portraits. When I first moved to New York, I was doing a lot of emptiness. It was a lot of subways, a lot of dark spaces. And then I came out of the subway and I was needed to transition back to faces and people. So that's when I got like closer and personal. And I, I mainly shoot with a 50 millimeter lens. So I have to be in your face um, and get like a portrait um, that, 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 that I like. Uh, so wear your mask, yeah. just wear your mask. Yeah. Yeah, definitely wear my mask or, 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 or strap on a telephoto lens and stand back. But uh, but definitely, it, it, I guess that sense of identity came from just doing all all these portraits. Um, so yeah, I guess that's 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 where, I, where I'm at right now, just focusing on these uh, portraits. And it's not just somebody's face, you know, it could be somebody's actions, you know, somebody like a gesture, yes. somebody dancing or leaping or whatnot. Yes, like there's actually one. Uh, there is an image of um, a dancer mm -hmm. in this installation, or you know. Um, and so at, that's kind of my next question. It's like, what is the process that went into pulling this together? You know, I'm sure you all have very extensive portfolios, but like, what if any specific statements were you trying to convey with the images you selected? Well, I'll say in the beginning is it's you know because it all it all came pretty pretty fast, you know. Um, I know there was supposed to be, you know, other events going on at Union Market right now, and because, you know, because of COVID, we had to shift and figure something else out, um, you know, and nobody expected anything <laughs> in 2020 to happen. So, you know, all of that, um, all of that contributes to it. Let me get my light back together. <laughs> all of that, <laughs> all of that contributes contributed to it. But um, I'll let that rock out for a second. But uh, hold on. I can. You want me to talk? You get right. You get right, Brian. 
Yeah, I'm right. I'm right right now. I'm right right now. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got you got to roll with the with the punches. But um, so long story short, put it bring it all together for for me, it was just looking back at the images that I've had, you know, so far. I'm just collecting the images that we have because uh, we did we did we didn't do a specific shoot just for this particular shoot. I'm mean, just just for this project. We um and we all went back in our catalogs and. Like we said, we've been photographing our community for years. So that made it kind of easier for us to just go in and find, okay, you know, I need some, I need, I need some of this, I need some of that. And it's not like me, me being forced to go find something. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like what you said, Brian, because I think going back into a catalog allows you to say, wow, you know, this is an image I wish got, I wish, I wish it saw the light that I wanted it to see. Because, you know, as a, as a shooter, you know, we put our, you put your art out there and you don't know how it's going to be received and you don't know who's going to see it. So, you know, whenever there's a platform or an opportunity to present work that's important to you or that, you know, you know, you want people to digest, um, you know, opportunities like, like this are just amazing. Um, so each piece I selected, I just really thought about what I wanted to convey as far as who, who I am and what my art is. So. Yeah, and I think for me, I, I went back and I wanted to look um, and, and just really represent this area, this community. Um, so whether it's uh, a girl that was raised in this community that's in the arts and is a model and a published model and, and does amazing things, um, you know, if, if it's a guy who transitioned into photography and, and made a change in, you know, what he was, the direction he was going with his life, um, if it's my kids who, who are growing up in, in the DMV and, and, and are, are, you know, born and raised in this area, um, or, or if it's, you know, our, our friend Yogi, who's like an amazing photographer from the DC area, just, you know, continues to do things to, to amaze me every day. Um, I just wanted to celebrate people that are in our community from our community, um, in, in an interesting way. So I, I just think it's really powerful that we get to have these images up in our nation's capital that people walk by it. Um, and I think one of the cool things when we, when we did the walkthrough the other day, you know, to watch a family that doesn't necessarily look like my family stop and have a little kid point out pictures of my kids to his family, I think just kind of like goes full circle in, in the intent of what this project is and kind of the beauty that it that art does in pulling different together. Yeah, I love that. And I love that photo of Yogi. It's, it's stunning. Um, okay, so just to switch, not really switch gears, but kind of round ourselves into a more, I guess, thoughtful, philosophical arc to our conversation. You know, as a Black person, how do you reconcile the current state of society? You know, in the past few months, we've experienced this pandemic. We've witnessed the death of George Floyd and an outpouring, both at home and abroad, of support as people of all colors and creeds took to the streets to rally against police brutality, discrimination, and just social injustice as a whole. It would kind of seem like we started to enter a collective awakening. Um, but we also know that history shows us many times that things are easily forgotten. So do you think that this moment is different than previous previous periods in time where we've seen kind of an uprising? Can I speak on this quickly, yeah. bro? Um, oh, yeah. Um, so 
the first thing that was mentioned in the beginning of this call was, you know, uh, much love and shout out to Brian Summers for the really, We Love You project in 2016. And as Brian mentioned, yeah. that was a retaliation to protests that were occurring at that time and not feeling like somebody who would go out and protest, but somebody that wanted to impact in a different route. Now, mind you, that's 2016. So, you know, right. this is this is four years later, more names are being added to the list and more things are occurring. Um, do I think this time is different than times pre in previous? Um, I would say yes, due to the fact that, you know, if you look at the civil rights movements and um, where individuals would protest and um, demonstrate in order to gather uh, media attention, uh, mind you, we didn't have the connectivity that we had um, in this day and age. If something was happening in Selma, Alabama, somebody in uh, California probably wouldn't really get that information for a while unless it was nationally broadcasted. So a lot of individuals did things to heighten media coverage and, and, and things of that nature. If you look at, you know, 2020, um, in, um, it, everything is instantaneous, i.e. Insta, right? So, you know, we have... <laughs> We have platforms where no matter what you're doing, which which I love now, which is a common thread, you know, someone might mention X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And at the end of whatever they're talking about, they'll say we still have not found we still have not tried the killers of Breonna Taylor. So we have we have, <laughs> yes, absolutely. We, have the, we have the ability now to consistently remind. And I think mm -hmm. because of the because of COVID, which is this is just this is really a really strange time in history. We were allowed to not have distractions for three months, three, four months. Exactly. And it was a moment that has charged up individuals, artists, uh, resistance, charged up people to consistently create, consistently do, and not be distracted even up to this point. So because of those factors, I feel like now is different, I pray that now is different. And, you know, I think one step that we all can do, which is what we're trying to do, is to make sure that the conversation continues and is not lost with sports or some fun stuff happening. I mean, we have elections coming up in November. Everything matters. And, you know, with the opportunity for us to talk about things like this consistently, it's it's my reasoning that this, this time is different. Yeah. Claudia, we, you know, we, we discussed this the other day as well, um, and Dio kind of, kind of mentioned that just technology is always evolving, um, you know, so, you know, we might have known about one Emmett Till, but that's because the media was limited, now everybody has a cell phone in their pocket, and that's one of the things that I, that I had mentioned when the We Love You Project was active was that we need to take back our image, and now, you know, that was, that was awareness it, I guess it was multifaceted where I'm, you know, throwing that these are, you know, the faces of the, of, of, of black, you know, lives that matter. Um, you know, this is another stage of it. It's not so concentrated where it's just all black men, you know, it's opened up to other photographers to contribute and whatnot, but it's just a way for us to encourage other people to keep, to, to, to continue to um, capture what's going on. Um, you know, I know in Emmett Till's situation, like his mom invited photographers to come in to capture this because, you know, she wanted this, okay. this, this heinous, you know, situation to be uh, broad, broadcast. And then, you know, there were other times where like, um, I forget the exact name of it, but one of the protested 
Martin Luther King organized in Alabama, um, we, we now know a famous image of a young man being bit by a, a German shepherd. Um, but that was, that, that was strategized. Um, you know, that folk, they, we knew that was gonna happen. And, and uh, not necessarily that dog biting that young man, but we knew, you know, racism was gonna, you know, show his ugly head that day. We need to have somebody here to capture this because nobody's gonna believe it unless we show what's going on. And then if enough of a show is going on, they'll be like, okay, well, it's not just one incident. Um, it's happening all over. And right now it's real time. So we know what's going on in Ferguson and, and, and Fruitvale and, 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 you know, any, anywhere right, right now at, at the, at the, um, at the exact moment it happens. So, um, yes, things will have, you know, ups and downs, but I think, um, you know, this, this time, you know, worse than the last time feels like one of those last straw moments. Um, but you know, and, and and the first time I felt like I needed to share images versus March. Uh, this year alone, I've went, I mean, I've been to you know like three different Black Lives Matter plazas, helped paint one, and I was out walking and riding my bike in two uh, marches. So um, I think a lot has changed in those in, the, in those four years. Um, and I and I'm also strategizing too. I mean, we're, we're all fathers here, so we're strategizing like, all right, how can I be the most active, but also Take advantage of what I'm doing and be the safest, and also show show our, our children that you know, like our fathers can show us and our, our parents can show us the Million Man March. You know, we've had several different protests and marches since then that we could say I, we were there. Here's the photo. It was in Time Magazine. <laughs> you know, and so on and so on. Yeah, I think for for me that's where it comes to. So I, I can sit around and hope that it gets better, and we can say that we wish it gets better, but. But I pray that it does, and it has to, right? Uh, I have two kids. Dow has two kids. Brian has kids, and and I think at the end of the day, to Brian's point, like I just want to be able to sit down with my son when he when he turns 2021 20, and have a real conversation of you know what what we did to impact change and, and how we help document change and how we help tell that story. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, as it relates to the arts, I think something that we're seeing now more this time around than we saw before uh, is you have a lot of these larger institutions pivoting towards highlighting Black artists and stories and things like that. You know, I think um, all of the major auction houses have an exhibition with, like, top Black artists right now. Um, how has that impacted you all? Have you been receiving more opportunities or, like, a larger platform more recently? Brian, you want to go first? Yeah, well, I mean, this definitely uh, working with Union, Union Market is the probably the largest thing that's happened recently. Um, I, I might be skipping over, but I know we had a chance to do the um, State of the Young People uh, event yeah. on Facebook. And that was, <laughs> I didn't realize how huge it was. And even now I'm thinking back to it, like those kids, you know, th th those kids there were like future presidents and politicians. So yep. right now we're worrying about COVID and how kids are going back to school. So I'm thinking about those kids are probably like suggesting like ways to work around it. Like they're fully capable of doing all of that. So not I'm trying to take all, all of these events into um, consideration, but just since then, you know, just since the, the We Love You situation of Project Rather, you know, it's been the White House, Facebook, um, other My Brother's Keeper um, uh, uh, events. Um, and then other things that might be, you know, it might seem smaller, but then they might have a more, um, uh, impactful feeling like personally like you might have a chance to just you know do something for your for your for your smaller community um but you know that you know you're 
going to give them, you know, a, a higher quality image than you would have, you know, 10 years ago. So just knowing that you can give back now and people like are seeking you or like, again, Di, I'm speaking on stuff that you, that, that you, that you've done, but, uh, <laughs> my bro, my bro, it's all good. I mean, we worked on stuff together. That's why I'm mentioning them. But like the fa the family room, I mean, all of these things are, are are happening because of what people are seeing us do within our smaller communities and and, and the larger ones outside of that as well. Um, I I would say that you know it's a great question, Claudia. I think that um, opportunities um, have been coming left and right. Um, and, you know, it's always that thought of, okay, am I getting, you know, it's unfortunate. I have to think like this as an artist, but you have to, you start to question, okay, am I getting this because I'm good? Or am I now getting this because I'm black? Or am I getting this because I'm black and good? Or am I getting this because I'm black? And because you know I'm black, you now see me because of everything else and you see I'm good. So, there's there's a there's a multitude of thoughts and ideas when think these things are occurring, but I mean in the end, what we've always wanted and what we still desire is to be seen, and if that's if that comes from you know guilt, uh, you know having a guilt or having a thought, you know having a thought of trend of oh my goodness, mm -hmm. um, what are we doing? Everybody on, st on standby, what are we doing for Black people right now? In a sense of crisis learn along um then that's the beginning my only fear and concern is I, I, it has to continue it has to not mm -hmm. be a secondary thought it can't be reactionary it has to be um, proactive it has to be something that's always on the forefront i want you know individuals all these groups and organizations yes the opportunities are coming in they're great they're feeding family it's you know um but how do we ensure that there's always somebody in the room that's thinking about us. That there's always somebody that's saying, hold up y'all, whoa, this is not good. And I think that's the inclusion that's been necessary that truly shows that what America is, which is a melting pot. Mm -hmm. So if we go, if this is gonna be a melting pot, we, gonna, we gotta melt down the whole pot. We gotta, yeah. throw, <laughs> we gotta throw the veggies in there, we gotta throw the chicken, we gotta throw the stew, mm -hmm. and we gotta mix it up. Well, if, if your space doesn't look like a melting pot, you got to change your ingredients. And you can caption me on that. You can quote me on that. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel. And I, I think, but yes, kudos to those that are doing the work, that are saying we are, we're not aware right now. What can we do? And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a learning process. We're all in here for it. And ego's out the door. Let's learn together, you know? Yeah, I think, I think for me, it, it, it breaks down a couple ways. So, are there more opportunities? There's never enough opportunities. So if anybody has an opportunity, we will take all of them, right? So and and I thank you, Market, for I thank you, Union Market, for this opportunity because to Dio's point, we want to be seen. And I, I think one of the coolest things is just seeing people tag our work and and show that they appreciate it, right? I think just being seen is is powerful enough. I think one of the big questions we we continually ask ourselves, right? And and Dio, myself, Brian, uh, my other business partner, Thad, like. I think the question is, you know, how, what opportunities can we make in our community and what, what can we give back to our community? So not only, yes, of course, there's things that come to us because there's heightened attention on who we are. Uh, but I, I think it's just important to turn around and say, you know, how can we turn around and make more opportunities for people that are younger than us that want to do what we're doing? I love that. I love that. Okay, so 
what is the one thing that you want people who see this installation to take from it? And how do you hope that they apply it in their everyday lives? Repeat the question, Claudia, and I think we lost Brian, but I, he'll probably get oh, back in no, there. I think so I want to know if there's one thing that people that you want people to take from this uh, installation, what is that one thing and how would you hope that they'll apply it in their everyday lives? Mm. I, I guess for me, the one thing I want people to take away is the, the humanization of blackness. Um, I think when it comes to being a majority group or being a minority group, you know, there's a lot of um, is a lot of unknown, and I think, you know, the unknown is what uh, is what is what separates us. The un the the ignorance, the unknown, the, the not understanding, and all these things are divisive, right? Because it's like, okay, Absolutely. I don't know what that is, but we do this over here, and we're like this. And I think this um, format, these images, these stories allow you to say, whoa, like like uh, Jeremy mentioned earlier, a family walking by and saying, oh man, it's a black dad with two kids all over him um, trying to take a picture. I've been through that too. Wow, me and him, we have a lot in common. And you know, it, you know, Jeremy and Brian know this about me. I believe that we're all connected in some way or another and it's through commonalities. It's through the little things that connect us. Oh, you like this sports team? Oh man, me too. Shoot, we're in the same stand Absolutely. talking about and we like the same team in that moment because of the thing. And I think the more that that's explained and understood, the easier connection and understanding can happen. And, you know, our images being out in the world, see, where you can't close your eyes to it because you got to walk by mm -hmm. is something special. And if you walk by and look and you want to investigate further, that's something special. I really want to give kudos to the attendees in here as well, because to me, that means yeah. they, they saw an interest in what's happening. And to them, they want to know more. They want to understand more. They want to hear from us. And we're always going to be ready to talk about it. So kudos. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, you're totally speaking to my soul right now. We did a walkthrough and I was talking to Jody and I was saying, you know, what I love about this is that it reflects everyday life for everyone. You know, not just it. it we are celebrating melanin, but anyone can relate to these images, you know, and the sooner that we except that we are one, you know, in the grander scheme, it, it's just, it moves everything forward. But so it's not for me to respond. <laughs> so you two, Jeremy and Brian, you know, what is the one thing that you want people to take from this exhibition and how do you hope they apply it in their everyday life? Oh, oh I don't think we can hear Brian. Brian. Yeah, here we go. There you go. So, so the, one one of the things that I, I would definitely love for people to take away from it is um like mentioned before this is kind of like a second like iteration of second go round for me um to be able to put up images at Union Market the first time um it was forty images on the on the Sixth Street side um so people you know drove by and I wanted them to know that these are the people that are in their community um you know when I when when I started it. I was living in Brooklyn with the Blubby Project. I was living in Brooklyn and people were crossing, excuse me, I lived in Bed-Stuy. And if you lived deep into Bed-Stuy, like going away from Clinton Hill and you crossed over Nostrand Avenue, that's when you started to see police patrol the block like two by two. Um, like every every other every other um, block, they, they, were, they were patrol 
um, like two by two. And you could tell that they weren't from the neighborhood. So having a, a mural of people that look like the neighborhood or people from the neighborhood um, should humanize them one and then also make those people that are there working, you know, feel, you know, it's crazy, we gotta make them feel safe, but you know, they, they're feeling safer, you know, and they, they feel connected to the community because they can say, I, I've seen that face before. Um, and now, you know, it's 25 images spread out throughout the whole Union Market District. Um, and they're not, you know, just all, you know, just guys or just all, you know, one age or wearing one color shirt. You know, like you said, there's different people there with different styles, different, you know, um, ethnicities, different, excuse me, di different, different uh, pre preferences, whatnot, um, and different things. So you, you can see a diversity amongst, uh, amongst us. So it's not like a light skin, dark skin thing or freckle thing or big or small. There's some of everyone and it's only 25 images. So that's a small sampling of even that. So that's the one thing I learned from doing uh, that large shoot, you know, of a thousand people. Each person is, 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 you know, an individual. You might have common interests, but you're different. Um, and we might be able to capture a little bit about it. Um, so I would like people to walk away from this installation feeling like, you know, you got a, a glimpse of what, you know, melanin might look like. And, and, and to be honest, it's funny because like it's, it's only, yeah, I got, I'm gonna just say it's only a select few because this is just Americans. I was gonna say it's first generation, you know, mm -hmm. or in, in different, I guess, generations of the diaspora up there, but you know, it's different places in the world with, with melanin. So this is just a sample size. Yeah, for me, I guess I would want people to take away a couple things. First, I want them to be able to take away that the stories of the images, right? So to be able to go to the images, and I think it's awesome that the QR codes are on there that you can scan and go to get a link to the bio and go to get more more information about the story of like what that image represents. Um, but like as a collective, like I would hope that people can look at it, see love, and walk away from it with just an understanding of how much we love our community and how much that love is is spread out to you know humanity, right? Um, and I think the intent of of this project is is to celebrate who we are, uh, but inclusively celebrate who we all are. So, and my phone number and email oh. contact, how to get a hold of me and book me and stuff like that. That'd be great if they walked through. But, <laughs> but I think I think primarily, right? Primarily, I, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all available. To book, you. <laughs> book us now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well that you all heard that. Um so my last question is how has this experience impacted each of you, you know, and what more do you think you can do beyond this to move the collective conversation into a space of healing and understanding? I'll go first, Brian, because I want to shout you up. So what was it, Brian, a month ago? <laughs> Savvy, Savvy's mural went up? Yeah, it was on it was actually on Juneteenth. So, so I'll let I'll let Brian speak to it, but you know, pictures of of Brian's daughter seeing herself on a wall. I think for me made me say like I want to do that for my kids someday, right? Um, and and I th I think the coolest thing that I've seen from this is to have other people see my family, to have other people see like the most what I am the most proud of in this world. Um, but then conversely to that, to have my kids see it, to have them come down and see themselves blown up on a wall. And, and just be able to feel 
that immense uh, feeling of you know proudness and, and importance um, to who they are. Um, I think it's the coolest thing I've seen from this. That's it. That's all. Brian, your turn. <laughs> you said you said what you said what is the um the next step? You said Claudia. So you said what is. So I said how how has doing how is doing how has how did this project impact you? And what is the next step? Like, what more are you going to do to to move the conversation to a space of healing and understanding? Um, okay, so honestly, I, I I'll say this, and I know I keep talking about the Bloody Project, but I learned a lot from it. <laughs> uh, the first the first go round, it, it it was like out of frustration, and it was something that I felt like I needed to react to immediately. I shared it with like three friends, and they told me to do it quick. Um, and everything was just happening so fast, and I, I, I just wanted to take, to take control of it. So I called my cousin, and he was like, hey, you know, I can, I have access to these photographers in different states. We can scale this up right real fast and do it right now and have, have it done. But I was just too protective of the, of, of the, the idea as an as a art installation, I guess, you could, you could, you could think about it. Um, and I was also trying to make sure it was done like, you know, quote unquote, the right way, just, just the way that I saw it done. Um, but fast forward to this time around, um, it was cool to be able to share this opportunity. And, um, you know, I've played producer roles before, but when it comes to whether it's friends or people that, you know, need the light or need a champion or need an ally, um, you know, that, you know, are all in the community. Um, like, I think that's what the next phase for me is. Like, that's how I've been impacted or my, my state of thinking is, okay, you know, yes, I'm a photographer, but I can also, you know, pull from the community of photographers that, you know, Dio and I and Jeremy and James, you know, and Ashley have uh, all uh, cultivated, you know, Dio and I and James have a show together. So, you know, we have uh, photographers that we can pull from that show to, you know, give light to. And these are all people that, like us, might not have had uh quote unquote mentors. You might have had classes in high school for photography or college a little bit, but you know none of us had like a Richard Avedon internship. You know, so maybe we are the Richard Avedons to give these internships, you know, or to give the walls and spaces to, because, you know, it's not just my eyes out here in the world. So I'm I'm thinking about how to curate and how to produce more of these events for other people. You know, obviously I want to be the artist too, but it's it's a really good feeling being able to call up photographers and say, hey, send me your work. Um, as, as far as um, for me, uh, this this is a stepping to even bigger and better things, even though this is a big thing. Like I said, our moments lead to other moments. It's a big moment because you know, I, um, Brian mentioned earlier my relationship with Brian and James, and I, sometimes I really just have to take a step back and really think about um, the origins of this photography and our journey because, you know, we all ran track together in high school. Um, I was a senior, wow. Brian, Brian was a freshman, James was a, was a sophomore. Now, granted, we weren't, we weren't the best buddies in the world, especially with Brian, who was a freshman at the time, but <laughs> through, through our, through our, through our passion and on our collective understanding of the arts and where we came, came from, um, there was sort of a, a bond that was even established then. So when I'm able, when I have the ability to, to walk down the street 
And, you know, shout out to Nipsey Hussle. It's the marathon. When I look at the results of the marathon, of the race that we're all running surrounding me, it's, it's, it's almost very overwhelming because with each individual's image, I also remember when they took that image. I remember the trip they went on. I remember when Brian said, this is for colors. I remember when Jeremy brought this individual to the dojo, which is our studio in Capitol Heights. I remember when uh, James said, I had a Father's Day project. Dio, are you interested? Like, I remember all these moments and it's really, it really shows that we have a lot more to do. And I keep emphasizing the more because this is special. But like you said, we have to figure out what's next and how we're going to continue these conversations. For me, I mean, I look at the project like Melon Project with, um, and I'm sure we're going to go through pictures of things, but I have to quickly speak to Moon Melanin, which was a project surrounding um, the moonlight illuminating our melanated skins. Now, melanated was in terms of black, Hispanic, whoever you are, with a dose of melanin. Um, and the emphasis behind that project was to emphasize the stories of the unseen. So unseen that it feels like we're in the dark. And being able to see, by, be it by sunlight or moonlight in this situation, is something that we all desire. And this is a chance to be seen. I'll continuously say it, but using our resources collectively and individually and almost, I don't want to say demanding, but making it a point to emphasize in certain scenarios with whoever clients we're working with, be it a, a, a big brand, a, a national brand, or a small local brand. What are you guys doing for this? I'm going to create imagery that's going to relate to this. Are you still on board? And continuing that dialogue. And, and I think that's what, we, that's what we know how to do is storytell. And we just have to encourage each other, as I encourage everyone else to, is to continuously uh, make an attempt to fight for those who may not have a voice in the world. I love that, I love that. Okay, so now we've come to a very fun portion of tonight's discussion where we're going to open it up to some Q&A from the audience. Um, and so I think there's a Q&A little icon where the, people yeah, can yeah. ask questions. Yep, so I'm going to be looking at that and I'm going to read them off and then you all can uh, go ahead and tackle them. So the first one says, can each artist identify what one thing that most captures their eye while creating your artistic work? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so deep. Let me go say my phrase before y'all steal it. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, bro. I mean, I, they, they, these guys, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for natural light. You know, I'll be walking, you know, and, and not just, you know, not just regular natural light, like, um, like natural modifiers. So if you're out in like the woods or, or even the street, you know, I remember I was in in DC and I was taking pictures. The sun was like on the right side of the street, you know, but there was like a huge glass window on the left. And my subject was on like the opposite side basically, but basically the light just bounced. And you can do all this stuff in a studio, but I look for it in the wild basically per se, um, for it to happen. Um, because it's a lot easier to just have the set outside than, you know, than to build the set in, in the studio. I'd rather just manipulate the light that's outside. Um, but that's the first thing I'm, uh, that comes that come to me is just the natural light and how um, whatever is around it might manipulate it. Nice one, Brian. Thank you. 
<laughs> Perfect. Uh, let me go ahead before, uh, no, me and Jeremy will have the same one. But, uh, but for me, um, as, a, as somebody who emphasizes portraiture, um, the thing that captures my eye is seeing beauty in things that people may not recognize. It's part of the reason why I also like candid work so much, you know, being able to see somebody and be able to capture them in a way that they may not have seen themselves. Um, that, that's what, that's what my eye is geared towards. If I'm able to, I, I just love seeing something about somebody that I think is important enough to be captured. And sometimes it throws people off. Oh my gosh, me? You want to take a picture of me? I'm not photogenic. I'm not this. I'm not that. Yo, let's stop talking about what you aren't and let's start talking about what you are, which is somebody that I saw and I got this emotion from and I've got these feelings from and you can change the whole the whole dynamic of that. So for me, it's a, it's a feeling. It's a feeling of, okay, I, I see you here and this needs to be, this moment needs to be documented. This has to be documented. Very nice, very nice. And so now we were also talking about opportunities. And so what I've been hearing is that people want to know, where can they buy your work? <laughs> My email is. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, you Say can go it slowly. ahead. Uh, so, I mean, I, I actually just transitioned and made made, made a, like a whole, whole like one-stop shop for, for things. Um, and I actually have T-shirts right now, a very image that um, that I have in the in the, in the installation. That's on sumsbrand.com. So it's uh, sumsbrand.com. Um, since we dropped the links, there's also a discount code on there right now. So if you go to the site, Ooh, Brian don't play. Brian does not play. But no, I definitely want to make these available, limited run prints. Um, and I was I would encourage Dio and, and uh, the rest of photographers to do the same. But um, you know, we definitely would like to share that information so dial and jeremy if you, if you have a site already then feel free definitely uh my website yeah, so is the <laughs> my website sorry my website is thearthype.com t-h-e-a-r-t-h-y-p-e um you can contact me there i i you know whatever you're trying to get whatever you need i'm here for it um you know a long time ago uh brian and i and and uh, James talked about on our podcast, we said, what's one of the most, what's the, one of the greatest things that a, accomplishments that a photographer can, can have? And I think the general consensus was having your work in a museum, but you know, this is pretty close. And I think when you're at work, when, you're, when your work is seen in people's homes and someone walks in and says, yo, this picture, who did that? I think that's powerful as well. So yeah, definitely selling prints, whatever you need, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, that was season two, episode uh, 219, guys. Um, I was I was really excited about that episode where it dropped on on Thursday. Um, yeah, driveshot.com. So you can go to driveshot.com. There'll be a link for purchase, um, and it'll bring you to a self fulfillment site. Pick the size you want. It will drop ship right to your house. Hey, Jeremy, please. You you didn't get a chance to answer what is the one thing that captures your eye. Oh man, um, <laughs> the one thing. So I guess two things would be like light, right? So like you started one off thing, talking about one thing, one thing. I'm going to take two things now <laughs> for me to answer the question. So now I have two things. So, yeah, I, I would say light and just like um, kind of to Brian's point, uh, how we can manipulate light. I think I, I look at that in a studio a little bit more than, than natural light. Um, and then to Dio's point, like the story that we tell on people, right? So I think the, the most fun thing I have 
is when someone doesn't want to get their picture taken and then they turn around and, and make the picture that you take uh, something that they put on their wall or something that they put as a profile. Because to be able to show, to be able to have people love how they look, I think is a really special gift that, that we have to give. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so just so everyone knows, Union Market is going to send an email with all of the links that they uh, mentioned about purchasing and contact. So don't worry in case you missed it. Um, and so we have another question and it says, do each of you remember your first photo uh, or the first photo that made you realize you had a passion for photography? And if so, do you mind describing that photo? <laughs> wow. Mm. It definitely was a picture of Michael Jordan. I can, I can tell you that. And I was probably like 12. <laughs> uh, oh, this, this, this is just a photo period or a photo that we, or a photo that we took? I, I guess I don't, you know. And read it. So the first photo that made. Okay. I think it's just the first photo in general. What you saw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first photo. Okay, real quick. The first the first photo for me was a picture of myself and my siblings uh, younger. Uh, my father, um, you know, is a photographer. Was a photographer. Has a camera, and he was somebody that documented my brother, my sister, my mom, our lives uh, growing up, and. Um, I'm very thankful for that, even though I'm, you know, obviously uh, I'm not thankful for other things, but I'm thankful for that. He did one, he did something, he did something very right at that point. And, you know, I think being able to see myself grow up and to see my siblings and to see moments in my life from an early point, that was something that that's, has stayed with me to this day. As, as I mentioned, when we, when I first started talking, being a historian, being, being somebody that captures the now so that my son can look back and say, dang, dad, like, whoa, you had a really great life. Like, you really did some things. Here's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. So, you know, before photography, you know, elders would just tell stories and those stories would be passed down. And we have the tools now to keep those stories going. Right. Is there, is there one that I guess you, um, you took that kind of sparked your passion? Yes. Uh, I'll go again real quick since I'm on. Um, 2000, <laughs> obviously, we all have we've taken pictures since high school, et cetera, et cetera. The first time I had a DSLR, I did a photo shoot with uh, a Sudanese model, um, uh, Unity. I always tell this story because she's now a sign model in New York. And at the time, we were both just two individuals that were trying to figure this thing out. I did a photo shoot with her, and I realized I, I love this. I realized that what I envisioned before I did the shoot came into fruition. Nothing powerful dating. I mean, we're all fathers, as you mentioned. That's some specialty of us. We've created life. Shout out to our wives. <laughs> We've each created life together. <laughs> but, you know, being able to see something, conceptualize it, and create and see it, and no matter what's going on, saying, looking at each other like, well, we did that. That's what did it for me. So shout out to Unity. She's doing her thing in New York, and I always shout her out because that was my first professional. That was my first shoot. I really did. So, I I think the first photo, I can't. I'm trying to think if it's like one particular photo that made me feel like I wanted to pursue photography. Like Diane, my father is a photographer as well. Um, so you know, again, I have those shared memories of having photos of my brother and I around the house or just in different places. Or just seeing my dad and his 
brothers like posted on like the El Camino from in like the 80s. You know, it just looks classic, but I get the same feeling from that that I might get from like a, a Great Day in Harlem shot, you know, where, you know, like 70 plus jazz musicians all, you know, uh, assembled on the stoop in Harlem, um, which was recreated by Netflix uh, recently. Um, but like shots like that to me, you know, are the same as just seeing like huge family photos in like the yard around the one car. <laughs> you know, so just like documenting history, I guess, if I got that from that, from from seeing those images, that's what made me want to do it. Um, of course, there's the Gordon Parks images that might ring ring bells, like whether it's like a like a boy with the June bug on like a string, he's like laying in the, in the field of grass, and then like this like emerging man. But all of these ones kind of triggered, you know. Um, but it comes to like my early shots where we were just like flowers. <laughs> it's funny that it's full circle now that I'm. <laughs> wearing a t-shirt with a, a, a plant on it, you know, and surrounded by this, mm -hmm. you know, shout out to Jeremy in the dojo over there, surrounded by the jungle. Um, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a full circle thing right now. I think just shout out also to the National Arboretum. You know, that's one of the first places I went on a field trip and mm. just immersed walking through like the azalea gardens and again, light coming in through the trees, through, like, through the holes in the trees and just basically shining. <laughs> um, those, those those scenes made me feel like I can probably capture this a lot faster than I can draw it. Um, mm. I lean to it as a, as a reference first, um, but then it became just the main medium. That's cool. I think for I think for me from from taking pictures, it was probably I, so I grew up in the Adirondacks. I grew up like if you go to Canada and then you like cross the river and you're at the top of New York, like that's where I used to live. Um, so I kind of grew up in the Adirondacks. So a lot of the stuff I used to take was landscape port uh, landscape photography. So I think I remember getting a DSLR and I, I was learning how to use it. And I took a picture of like a sunset at the top of Whiteface in, in Lake Placid. And I remember getting home and editing it and getting through the whole process and then printing it out and just being like, I can, this is something that I could do. I could do it again. Um, and I was just really proud of, of what I created. So. I think for me, that's probably where it started. All right, so we have another question. And I, you all, I know at least you, Brian and Dio talked about your fathers also being uh, photographers. And so we've kind of got this generational thing going on. Uh, you all have children as well. Have any of them expressed an interest in photography? Yeah, so, so, so I mean, my, my son's young. He, he'll be four and, uh, and, and a in about a month uh but like we'll go on photo walks so I'll, I'll give him one of my old cameras he'll put it around his neck and, and we'll go out and he'll just take pictures um so if anybody wants to follow him he's zay the photographer or zay the shooter oh, uh, so on, on instagram but but no like i think that i i look at dio and i look at brian and i hear stories that they tell about their dads and i i just really hope that my son has those stories to tell when he's doing you know cover shoots for for whatever magazine is like leading the world at that point. Um, I, ha I have two sons. Um, my oldest just has an interest in photography, but you know, it's all, it's all subjective, right? It's like your dad is a photographer. He wants you to like photography. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he wants <laughs> you to understand photography. So to say that we're gonna push our children in this direction, I, I think it's more so an option. Um, I think one thing that's really cool about having generational um, achievements, property, whatever it is, is establishing something that your child now has 
connection to that guy. So, you know, if daddy has uh, five uh, studios around the country or around, the, you know, seven around the world, if you want to take over the studios, that's an opportunity. Maybe you won't do business. Maybe you won't get it in business and then just learn how to manage what the empire we built. Or maybe you do want to be a photographer. Um, I think it's just having that option and, you know, the ability to appreciate photography. So I think my, my children appreciate photography. They understand that, oh, snap, anytime they see an image, look, it's daddy, look, it's me, look, it's Lonnie, look, it's Soji. I, like, I love that. That's, that's recognition of them in a moment at that time. And, you know, I wish I had video and, and images of me saying those same things, being proud and of seeing myself. Yeah, my 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 daughter's definitely interested. Uh, I mean, I think all, all kids is is probably easy just to give them like a box of crayons and they'll just like go crazy. But right. um, I know your kids are also like a sum of you know you and like and, and, and the surroundings. So my parents were creative. You know, my dad might see me draw, and even though he wasn't a working artist, he you know he might come home and see me drawing and be like, let me see if I still got it. And he still has and he still has it every time. He you know this is like an awesome dra draftsman. So again, growing up, I, I saw that, and whether I ran from it or to it, I ended up still like there, even with <laughs> even with the plants. Like my mom has a house full of plants, so reluctantly I, I have them now, but now I like it. Um, but my daughter, um, <laughs> like Jeremy, she also has an Instagram page, Savvy Summers. Um, but uh, we started a YouTube page for her because she's been like, you know, she was taking my space, uh, especially when, when 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 like quarantine hit. You know, it was normally. And she comes home, she draws a little bit, you know, in my space when I'm done. But now she's here all the time, you know, so it's like, all right, my space is now yours. It's like a drawer over here full of her art supplies. So, you know, I, I think I told Jeremy and Dio, but you know, she's three. I wanted to have an art show by by the time she's five. So, um, so so she can look back and be like, Yeah, I did that. You know, but as long as she loves it, if she if she's up eleven thirty at nighttime and she and she'd be asleep, she asked me to draw, okay. <laughs> I'm up. Yo, Brad, Brad, we have a whole studio gallery down here waiting waiting for Savvy to have an art show. It's about to happen. Yes. <laughs> I'll curate it. <laughs> I love that. All right, guys. Well, I mean, I think that those are all the questions we have, um, unless there are a few more. But um, thank you all for being with us this evening. Um, thank you to Eden's and Union Market for having this wonderful installation. And um, I hope everyone has an amazing evening. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Please go down to Union Market. Check out the work. Let us know what you yes, think. Yes, please check out the work. You don't want to miss it. Um, it's it's beautiful. It truly is. And socially distant. Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm signing off. Bye, everyone. Oh my God, I want, I, I need to give, oh, all right. I need to give the four of you a virtual hug. Oh, no, this is so awesome. Thank you all so much. I, I can't even tell you, there were moments when I started tearing up. When you, when you guys were talking about being fathers, it was so beautiful. You have no perspective on the beauty of your words. It was, um, my phone was blowing up with people who were listening in, texting. I cannot thank you enough for being present tonight, for the work that you brought to you and your market. 
and um, the work you're doing in this world. And anything we can do to support you guys, let us know. Um, we are desperate to figure out how to build the right community. So we, anything, anything we can do. Music to our ears. Yeah, anything we can do, let us know, because really, I, I said this when I opened up, our work is much bigger than real estate. We are in the business of humanity, and this world has never needed humanity. It needs it now. I mean, this was really beautiful. This is our first time doing this, so um, thank you for helping us figure this out and there's going to be a lot more to come we have lots and lots of you know we were having five million visitors come to union market um it's a little quieter during covid but we're going to be right back there and we have lots of followers and we're going to build this community the right way so i hope that you guys will be a huge part of doing that um and i just i so appreciate all of the leadership that you guys are showing Thanks a lot, Jody. Thanks a lot.